0: You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about 2 longtime friends who have informative, yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Turns
1: out I wonder if our friendship is worth it. Oh, always <laughs> let's just dive right in
2: i mean i can understand that it, at, at times it might be debatable
1: <laughs> you are a high maintenance motherfucker
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't give away all my secrets
1: <laughs>
2: oh my god
1: oh my god oh. like like I'm, I'm so glad you made it.
2: you're glad i made it
1: yeah thank you for being here
2: <laughs> wow, that is the most passive aggressive thing <laughs> I think I ever heard you say. <laughs> Sir. You, you know I, what, wait a
1: minute. Okay, okay, wait, let me tell you a story. So so my girlfriend, my fiance, or Beyonce as she calls it. Ew. She her 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 maid of honor sent her some photos of uh maid of honor dresses that she was she was trying to pick from and she had chosen one and my girlfriend has said she just wants the maid of the the women to wear a shade of pink like some kind of deal like that and i may be explaining it wrong so her 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 lifelong friend sent her a photo and said what do you think about this and elianne said no way motherfucker that is too close to white (laughs)
2: she got she found a dusty rose
1: yes and her friends they were they were texting her best her best friend her lifelong friend responded thanks for the feedback (laughs) i died
2: oh my god (laughs) thanks for the feedback no, I'm trying to find the opposite, like the brightest pink possible, is what I, you know, because I am your oh, woman. Oh. I am your best woman.
1: Yes, so. that's right, motherfuckers.
2: Yeah, I gotta show up.
1: And you know what? I don't. I don't even. I don't even care what people wear. Like I like, like I. It, I really don't care. But I know it's important to her, and so she wants you know a, a certain flavor and everything, which I totally get. And I haven't given one iota of thought what I would wear at all.
2: <laughs> oh, so you don't even know if you're like going to get a tux or if you're going to yeah. get a suit.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to wear a tux, but I'll be in a I'll be in a nice suit. Like I'll do that for her because she wants, you know, you know, I want to be dressed up. And so then it's a question of whether I wear a tie or a bow tie. And, you know, I don't like ties or bow ties, but I, I know they represent a type of formality for dressing and stuff. And, but a tie doesn't seem dressy enough for a wedding, but a bow tie seems like I'm a revolutionary.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you gonna have your, are you gonna have your chained billfold as well?
1: <laughs> and my monocle hanging from my pocket.
2: <laughs> a bow tie, or what do they call those things that are an ascot? Like maybe you don't have oh, a... Oh oh God.
1: You know what? Yeah, that's why I don't want to wear a tuxedo because, you know, you have the cummerbunds. I mean, that's sort of old fashioned, but the I mean, best. yeah, I, I don't want to do all that. I want to be as simply formal as I could possibly be. So I'm, I'll, I'll work through that. So anyway, what's going on?
2: So first of all, let's just say this is the day after... Fourth of July, and I don't want to hear one fucking thing about people telling me that inflation's too high when they can blast fireworks <laughs> for 15 fucking
1: hours. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. Oh, you know what? I was trying to figure out why didn't I sleep well last night. It's because they were bringing the boom until about 3 a.m. last night.
2: Yeah, it was roughly, I think the last I remembered that I saw my... Um, nightstand or my phone was 145 a.m and I get up oh at four fifteen. God. So I oh just kept God. feeling more and more agitated and it get it It agitated me, one, because we're not free. I mean, let's think about how people think we're a free country when we're taking away women's rights, when we're taking away, um, you know, uh, affirmative action. Uh, We're we're allowing people to just run freely with guns. I don't know how much freedom that is for children that have to do, you know, uh, active shooter drills. I mean, we're banning books. So let's not talk about that we're a free fucking country. But I'll tell you that I... Will not let anybody tell me that bought fireworks that they can't afford shit because inflation. You could just turn around really hard and fuck yourself with those fireworks.
1: Right, because fireworks are not cheap.
2: Not cheap at all, they're and they're not cheap. And, and, to and you know what? You know you what else,
1: Well, where do you buy a miniature bomb? Because there were so many of those bombs going off. Like, where do you even buy that?
2: Uh, you, you buy them at those same spots or you find some sort of dealer. My brother who lives in Inglewood, Inglewood, California, he gives me a call and it is he's outside and he every direction is either sparkly lights or just an, a, just a continuation of loud sonic booms like in every direction and I'm sure I didn't get to talk to him yet but it started before it even got dark.
1: Whoa, that's, living. yeah, I, I think we started <clears throat> in my neighborhood, there were little, there were families of little kids out at, it wasn't dark, like you're saying, it was still, you know, the sun was going down, but it was still bright outside, and then I would say, and that was probably like, like 6.30 to 8.30, and then at nine, it got to like, level out of ten, like level eight from like nine to 10. And then like from 10 to like two in the morning was the purge. It was fucking crazy. It was, man, at one point I went outside, I went to this overpass, I filmed a little clip that I posted on social media, just talking about how in California, where we have, you know, this heat, we were going through a heat wave, we have fire season, we have fireworks that are illegal, and we're in the capital city and there's no no one's doing fireworks while behind me in the video there's non-stop explosions and fireworks going on oh
0: <laughs> Wait, what just...
2: <laughs>
1: it, was, it was insanity
2: and worse than last year like i don't know I I don't know how it got worse or why it got worse. I, I honestly, you know, last week, we, you and I've had some exchange back and forth in regards to, you know, another Supreme Court fuck up in regards to uh, affirmative action. And, you know, you think about stripping away and, and, and we know you and I know, I don't know if our audience knows that affirmative action also helped white women get into the workforce. So it's, you sit there and you think, well, it doesn't impact me, bitch. It impacts you. It impacts you on every level. And so you think about affirmative action. You think about the banning of books. You think about taking away women's reproductive rights. You think about how this country was built on slave labor and you think you can celebrate that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, That Supreme Court deal is so, there was two Supreme Court deals. One was striking down um, affirmative action and the case was brought out of Harvard and I think the University of North Carolina. And it was um, an Asian fellow who said that he was because of affirmative action. Black people get into Harvard, he couldn't get in. And we could spend days talking about this, but let me give you a couple of key salient points about this deal. This guy is Canadian, he wasn't American, he isn't American. He's Canadian, right? He was funded by um, a multi-millionaire right-wing white guy, right? This this whole thing was funded. They 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 put it in the court that was favorable to them, so it would get to, to uh, through the um, appeals and through to the Supreme Court. And what he said was he didn't get in because my people got in. Now, if you look at the statistics of Harvard. Right, <clears throat> something like forty something percent of the people that go to Harvard are white, five percent are black. He said it's because the five percent is what kept him out. It was the five not the forty percent forty three or forty four percent and not only that um something like, and I may have this mixed up a little bit, but but forty something percent of the white people who get into Harvard get in through either legacy, meaning their family, a family member went there before them or through donations, meaning their family gave money, they bought their way in, or through um, athletic scholarship. And before you say, well, that's how the black people got it, no, the, the 90% of the athletic scholarships at Harvard go to white people. So essentially what the Supreme Court said was affirmative action is no good and we're gonna make it illegal for black people, but we're gonna keep the white affirmative action. Like, that's all okay. And it goes to this thing where where in America, if you want to blame someone for something, it is always convenient. And there's always an audience who are ready to hear it's the Black people's fault. And I have have listened to this this guy talk and his explanation letter um, was publicized and all he had was uh, you know, like a 4.0 GPA. He had the the bare minimum, right? He, not the bare minimum. He had good stats. But to get into Harvard, Harvard gets something like 40,000 applications every year to get in. They only let in about four or 5,000. So your chances of getting in are already no, right? No, they're already no. Although, cyber, I have a cousin that got in. Anyway, that's another story. But- but they're already low. And now of those 5,000, you got to, the legacy people are going to get in, the athletes are going to get in, and the people who buy their way in, like, like Jared Kushner's father gave a million, a couple million dollars. Like he got in because of that. It's stuff like that, right? And now you're left with everybody else. And so now, and you've hired people before. You get a slew of applicants and you get your, your top 10 or 20 candidates or whatever. All those applications are the same right? Everybody got experience. Everybody got a degree. Everybody got rewards and recognition. And now it's like, how do I decide between these people? You invite them in, you interview them. Some people are goddamn idiots in interviews. Some people are outstanding. and Some people are, you can go either way. And you narrow it down based on different factors. This guy is an absolute idiot when talking. And I wouldn't let him in either. And the thing is, you know, he believes that he has a right to go there because he has good stats motherfucker everybody gotta get sacked and the supreme court said yeah you're right we're gonna strike this down right now you made a good point that since the 1965 civil rights act was passed um, by Lyndon Baines Johnson is his name I think it was president the main beneficiary of affirmative action in America has been white women and it's a numbers candidate more white women than everyone and because when that was passed, it wasn't passed exclusively for Black people, even though the media, and, the, and particularly the right-wing media, has made Americans believe that. That every time we are in the room, we are subject to having our credentials questioned. Are we a, a, Amer- a affirmative action person, right? When the likelihood, and, and it, it wasn't just for education, it worked in business. So. Since 1965, you've seen the greatest beneficiary of white women because all of a sudden you start going to college, they start going to corporations, and there are more women in college, than, more white women in college than anybody in the workforce. And it's been a net, net positive for the nation. But even though white women have benefited the most, 70% of white women do say they do not like affirmative action. Because the right-wing media have made them believe that it is Black people who benefit. And so one out, one outcome of this would be, like he thinks, like this Asian guy thinks that all of a sudden more Asians are going to get into Harvard. No. The statistics prove that Asians benefited from affirmative action getting into Harvard more than Black people. So he he has harmed himself and other Asians. And you know what? I'm going to say this. When black people marched and fought and died and voted our way to pushing this country into um um living up to um the the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and fair and equality and all this kind of shit, we did that to the benefit of everybody, including including Asian people, right? Everybody, everybody benefited from our hard labor on that. And the first thing that motherfucker should have said was, thank you. But instead he said was, Affirmative action on me, shit. It's terrible. I'm like, M-. and you were not even American. You were fucking Canadian. Oh my god! I did not the know. Absolute god. So look, okay, that was one. So that's that's a shit storm. And the net result is going to be there will be fewer Asians in Harvard and upper um, education. And you know what? We know we know that because California eliminated affirmative action in higher education in the mid '90s. California got rid of it. And one of the results was that um, black and and Hispanic more than anybody suffered the most. And so then you end up with colleges that start skewing towards whiteness again. And that's not good for society. We know it's not because we have 200 years of of data that tell us it's not. And so California started doing something a little different. He said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're going to strengthen our community colleges Right. And we're going to make sure people have access to community colleges. And then we're going to make sure that that if you go through community colleges, we're going to you're going to be accepted to state university. So California, did a lot of things to, to help mitigate people, um, non-white people not going to college. Like it, it became a good thing. But you know what? We can even take a step back from that. Why is college so motherfucking expensive? Right. Right, because it used to be, college was virtually free for the first couple hundred years of this country. But as soon as the Civil Rights Act passed, right? And the Supreme Court and the the federal government said, um, all the way back to Brown versus the Board of Education, that education has to be equal and fair for people. It cannot be separate, but equal. It has to be equal and integrated and fair. And that was in 1954. And as soon as that started happening, and, then, and as soon as black people started being allowed to go to university, we set up our own universities, the historically black colleges and universities are called. We set those up going back to the 1800s because we couldn't go to white universities. So we set up our own. And then once the Supreme Court said, everything has to be fair and equal. We cannot have universities that get government money and are public universities or even private. You cannot discriminate on the basis of race, right? And gender and religion and so forth. And once that happens, and black people start going to college, you know what, you know what, you know what happened? They start charging for college. Oh, that was a, that was, that was a direct response to now black people are going to the university city right next to Becky Sue and, and, and Death Ray. So you know you start charging for college. And now here's where we are. College is so damn expensive that we have a whole industry of companies that make money off college. That's it. So when you hear older people, boomers, right, as as, as as young people call them, talk about, you should just go to college. I, I went to college and I paid off my college as I went. Because, motherfucker, college a $100, <laughs> right? It it, it, did, it doesn't cost, it didn't cost, you know, in the 70s and the 60s and 50s and the 40s. It didn't cost, you know, $40,000, $200,000. It was only a couple hundred bucks. You paid your room and board and college was free. Because the country realized that having it and. a... Uh, an educated workforce improved the, the not only the country, but it improved people's lives. And that's been proven all over the world. And so when black people start getting pizza, man, the capitalists came in and said, you know what, let's charge them for this shit. And they don't care that that white people get swept up in that. So all these white people complaining about debt and college debt and debt relief, and they're mad at President Biden and the Supreme Court said, no, we strike down. You cannot erase this college debt and all this kind of shit. You, you can thank your daddies, your mamas, your grandfathers, your grandmothers for putting those laws in place that's charging you money all because they were mad that Black people got into college. You know what i telling my daughter? Everything in America, every single motherfucking thing in America can be traced back to race. Everything. You can, always, you can always find yourself. Anyway, that's the end of my rant about that. And then the other thing, sir, was the Supreme Court said that this, this, this web design lady in Colorado was right that her religion is bigger than her having to serve everybody. She did not have to have to, have to uh, make a web design for a, 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 a gay couple, right? And so they, the Supreme Court basically said that businesses can now discriminate on the basis of sexual identity. And you know what's, everything is wrong with that. But the biggest thing was it turns out no, okay, hey, that lady is a fucking crappy designer. i heard her designs are on the web, but it's like, it's like she's out of 1985. They're so bad. But no, the, the name that she used as the as the case that got to the Supreme Court, that guy said, I've never asked that lady to design a website for me. And not only that, I'm not even gay. I'm married with kids. I'm not gay. I don't even know how my name got involved in this. It was all made up. It was all made up. It was hypothetical. If I have to do a design for a gay couple, I shouldn't have to do it. And I made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And why that's a big deal is nothing should get to the Supreme Court where you can't sue if you have no standing. That's what it's called. You have no standing, meaning you're not being injured. You're not an injured party. So you can't sue because there's no redress that the court can do. And it came out that how did this get to the Supreme Court? It is an absolute mess. And now people are turning it on their heads. So two things. So so organizations are now suing to say, if you get rid of, going back to college, if you get rid of affirmative action, then you have to get rid of legacy admissions. You cannot. You can no longer let Declan get into college only because his granddaddy went there, right? Because that's discriminatory. So that's now winding its way through the court. And not only that, other businesses are saying, wait a minute. So if someone comes in in, in my business with a MAGA hat, I could just say no. Or if, if I say, are you Christian? Okay, I don't serve Christians. So they, they have legalized discrimination again, and it is a shit show. Action shit show.
2: I I I, I sit here and I listen and I think about it. Could, I'm taken back to those fucking fireworks of people celebrating our freedoms, but um Right. You, you know, you talked about the school and that was the other that was the other thing that the Supreme Court overruled was not going to give debt relief to or right. for college education. So they now don't forget PPP loans for the wealthies. Oh, my waived. God. Were waived.
1: Oh, yeah. and sorry. I mean, you're talking. Millions, some got millions, but it was all, you know, 80, 200,000, 800,000. So all those politicians during COVID got all that government money and had all that money. Wait, they voted themselves. They didn't have to pay that debt back. And the nerve to then say, we're not going to pass any legislation that, that gives debt relief to college students. What in the world? Right? oh my god just
2: unbelievable
1: oh that is it's like i don't i have no college debt but you know what it doesn't harm me if people get their debt release um away and then some, someone will say well it does the taxpayers have to pay for it i don't care i don't care like we pay for everything I, okay i get it if we can give a two trillion dollar tax break to, to millionaires and billionaires when Trump was in office. And if all those elected people in Congress and the Senate can get to waive their own debt, then you know what, you can waive college debt because the money that they waived was double what college people would get. Now, President Biden has, through 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 the powers of the presidency, he has waived like something like $80 billion in college debt, but there's still a big chunk out there that has to come through Congress and the Republicans in the Congress say they will not, they will not pass it. So you can't even bring it to the floor for a vote. They just say, "No, we're not going to do it." That that's that's trouble, you know. So i i would I would say to my audience, if you are a Republican or you have Republican family members, I would just say, since they have had control of Congress, it's been um, over two years now. What have they done for you? Because we know what they've done to harm. Your enemies, mm. they, they've harmed gay people, black people, women, you know, they're just going through this thing to harm people. But what have they done for you? And I, I say nothing, nothing. The republic is never. They, they, it's all about harm and then and then giving money to you know the wealthy. But it's harming everybody else. You, you can't you, like, you can't point to anything that they've done to help anybody.
2: That's incredible. Like, yeah. Cause people, cause people will resort. They did, they did something. They've had to have, had to have done something because they can't process the fact that that can't be true. Like they're, right. they're not going to harm. I mean, no one's going to say that out loud.
1: Right. It's just, it's, it, it's really baffling to me that, that they can harm so many people. And then so many people cheer like their voters their supporters would cheer that. And I just go, you know, for all the issues you can have with Democrats. um, One issue you can have is that the Democrats try to help as many people as possible, right? But maybe they're trying to help as many, maybe they don't capture you. Like maybe they don't capture your specific circumstance that would get you help. But you know what? I'm okay with other people getting help. I'm okay with that. Like help homeless, elderly, make sure, like Republicans have made it their platform going into 2024 to eliminate free lunch at school what the fuck like (laughs) eliminate free lunch at school why that that just harms people like why and and they're proud of it and you know what and they get free lunch they get free lunch in congress they get free lunch
2: and they just approve getting more like yes they
1: gave themselves a raise a stipend raise for lunch like what is the point of that i mean i know what the point the point is harm but why support that Wow!
2: I mean, th- this is why. This is why. <laughs> just, it's it's <coughs> exhausting. I mean, it has to be so exhausting for for you. It uh, just overwhelmingly oh. exhausting, and angry, and frustrating. And the, it seems that there's that there is not. There's no light. You know how sometimes right. you can think there's some light. I mean, Kamala Harris oh. is here. Biden is here. But you know, Hillary Clinton said it in 2016. If if Trump gets elected, he will change the Supreme Court, and it will start stripping away your rights.
1: She really did. Like she was very clear about that. About um, look, Hillary Clinton called him. She called him a puppet to his face on the debate stage. You are nothing but a Russian puppet. She called that to his fucking face on the stage, and she said, if he's elected, he's gonna uh, he's gonna point up to four. Supreme Court justices, he got three, right? She she got three million more votes than him. Let's just say that off the off the top. And then he appointed three. All of them came from a super conservative group called the Heritage Foundation. That they they they're like a judge factory, and they just get the most radical right wing judges they can. And he and she said he's going to start stripping away rights, abortions on the table, all your civil rights are on the table. And you know what? Here we are. And, and um, there are six conservatives on the Supreme Court. And, you know, and let's be clear, because America, we talked about this before, America doesn't like to call out religion. There are six conservative Catholics on the Supreme Court, and it's the Catholics who are turning, who are, who are turning back rights, right? The six, the six Catholics on the Supreme Court have voted to turn, uh, to turn us back, turn the fly back. And you know what? Look, do your religion all you want. But I'm not fucking Catholic. I I don't want to live by your Pope rules and by your Catholic rules. Like, I don't want to, you do your Catholic thing, your Hail Marys, your confessions, you go to your church, you do all your stuff and more power to you. I am not beholden to your church. Your church doesn't run my life.
2: But that's what they want.
1: That's what they want. The six Catholics, the six Catholics have voted to turn back rights. And Hillary couldn't call it. And people would be trying to hate her. But you know what? She was a goddamn prophet. She told it like it was. If she it's turned out she's right. And you know what? It takes years to undo that. Look, like it took, it took damn near 250 years to get civil rights passed in this country, right? And I was that passed in 1965, I think. I was one year old, or maybe it was 68 when I was four, something like that, right? I'm I'm 59 now. In the span of my life, we got civil rights in the span of my life those rights are taken away it, it was the long game but it took 50 years you can expect it would take 50 years to reverse that uh, that's a mess huh
2: a mess cuz now we now the responsibility falls on the millennials and the gen z's right cuz they the millennials vote into 2024 is that right is my math right
1: yes yes and you know what i i i wrote about this that that even when you're like if you're Black, Latino, um, Asian, poor, part of the LGBTQI community, um, Black people and Jewish, Black people and Jewish people are always going to get it first. We're going to be attacked for it because that's just, that's that's the blood and the fuel of this country. But you know what? White people, you got next. You always have next. Like, you can be comfortable thinking, about well, they're just getting them. Like, it's that old saying, oh, first it came for them and I didn't do anything because I was fine. It's that. That eventually gets to you. Because when they're harming the LGBTQI community, that's not just Black people, right? And when they're ending affirmative action, again, that's not just Black people. And so when they end abortion, that's not just Black people. You, they are sweeping up white people in this as well. And if white people are passively allowing it to happen, it gets you too. Like, they don't care about you either. They, they, they don't care about poor middle-class white people either. And they just don't care that if you get caught up in the scrum, because as long as they're getting the colored folk, it's okay. But you always have next. And you see it with the abortion ruling, right? And it, it just, you see it with affirmative action. You look, if you don't think all of a sudden there'll be fewer women getting into college, then you're dumb. It, 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 you get swept up in it too. It just isn't forefront on the news because the news loves to focus on black people going to be harmed because that plays to the American psyche that you know what? Well, this is this is probably okay. This is probably okay. This doesn't really affect me. I can go back to watching, you know, Housewives of Real Miami or you know how that shit goes but eventually it's going to get to you. Ask those women in Texas, Missouri, Montana, Ohio, who can't get abortions right now. Eventually it gets to you. You always have next. It just takes a minute because they got to finish the work with black people and brown people and Jewish people and gay people first.
2: Damn. I, it's, I feel like saying just mic drop on that. Like there's no, <laughs> I can't even, because <laughs> honest to goodness, it's, we've had this dialogue many times since I've known you and just more so recently, because it, we, I feel like we're turning back time and not in right. a good way. And, um, there is, yeah, uh, that. yeah, it's incredible. And, and people don't realize that this is why, you know, when people say voting matters, I know it sounds so, um, repetitive or it sounds so easy or okay yeah we heard you before it's redundant we get it you know voting matters but this is what this is an example of why voting matters this is an example that all of those people that have those school debts that voted for trump you voted to have this happen to you
1: right you voted for this? Yes.
2: You know, I was, I was following, I follow this guy. Well, he comes up on my feed on TikTok every once in a while, and he's a spreadsheet guy. So he'll pull, people ask him questions about where's the highest gun violence in blue states and red states and uh, by population so that, you know, he can, he he narrows it down. um, Whatever somebody asks him, he takes his spreadsheet and he like plays with the numbers. He does, he uses the, yeah. the census, the 2022 census based on the amount of people in each of those by population. And the other day I watch and, you know, I, I watch it long enough to understand, but one caught my attention. And, you know, I was just talking to you when we started this in regards to inflation and, and where we are with inflation, but he he took a spreadsheet and talked about how we as Americans, there's 323,000 of us, um, 323 million of us in in the United States. That if each of and there's 157 million working Americans. So 323 million, right around there, and some change. 157 million of that 323 are working Americans. So okay. takes that takes that number and says we could solve, if if we could, if you could p- solve homelessness, give everybody a home, electricity, groceries for a year, you can give each of them that, and it only cost you $3.06, would you do it? Because he ran the math that it would take $3.06 in taxes from each American that's working, the $157 million, to give every homeless person a home utilities and food for a year
1: that's incredible three dollars
2: and six cents you know how much this is what really got me you know how much of our taxes on average go towards just the um military how much four hundred and four dollars
1: god damn that's a lot
2: four hundred and four fucking dollars
1: that's the biggest chunk huh
2: the biggest chunk because i think our I don't want to say any numbers because they're probably going to be wrong, but it's like yeah. $723 billion or something like that goes to our military every year or it could be trillion. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but something along those lines that we essentially pay 400, us Americans, us working Americans, 157 million of us pay $404 of our taxes, our federal taxes go to the military. Wow. Like, Think about, you know, we're all bitching about where, where do our taxes go? That's where they go, folks. This is instead of going to helping the citizens of America, getting them a roof over their head. We sit and bitch about, or our politicians bitch about homelessness, homelessness, but won't do a thing about it. It, it just is a constant barrage of it's time to get the fuck out of Dodge.
1: Right. And, it's, and, 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 you know, it's just like it's just like running your own house that that if you are a, if you are a working person and you are in your own home, home, apartment, condo, trailer home, whatever it is, whatever it is you are managing um, with your um, with your money, you you can prioritize what you want to do. Right. If you want to paint a wall, you know, OK, I'm going to paint a wall. Or if you go, I don't have enough money for that. I got to just pay my bills and get by, right? Or I can get by, but I can buy, you know, enough fire, enough fireworks to run, you know, 12 straight hours of, of bombs in my neighborhood.
2: Or I can buy food, right? Yeah. Right.
1: Or buy food or utilities or pay for your kids or pay your alamo, or pay your doctors, or whatever. But if you have any um, disposable income, right? So after you paid your living expenses and what you have to pay, if you have anything left over, right, it's your choice what to do with that money. It's your choice. You can decide, you can save it, you can, you can spend it on, you know, going to the movies, you can shop. And I'm just talking about, it's whatever you have left, whether it's a dollar or a thousand dollars. It's your choice what you decide to do. And what you decide to do is what's important to you, right? That's what's important to you. As a nation, we have the money to solve and resolve Homelessness. We choose not to because we choose to spend our money on what's important to us. The biggest chunk of change is the military. But even if you said, okay, let's let's just say we want to keep our military exactly like it is, right? Okay. The next biggest chunk of change you start going through um um, Social Security, Medicare, you start going through the, the, the healthcare costs and things like that. And you still have trillions left over Jeez, trillions. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna take care of all that okay well we want police okay we put all the police money there we still got trillions like you have so much not you but this country has so much and at some point you get way down the line You go, okay school lunches um tax breaks for the wealthy um uh home loans Um, that are uh, that are guaranteed by the government you know college school loans you know all you know fixing roads bridges airplanes okay if you get through all that you still have hundreds of billions of dollars like in america you have the money to do it if you we choose collectively as a nation to not to not resolve that and we, we have our reasons. We say, well, we'll leave it to the states. Well, motherfuckers, the southern states wouldn't even use their COVID money because they didn't want to make it seem like they believed in COVID. So they just let the money sit there. Ugh. right? Or, or, or the, the expansion of Obamacare, they let the money sit there instead of having their citizens get that. You know, President Biden said, I think it was Alabama, has something like 400,000 people who would benefit from um, the student debt relief that he had proposed at the Supreme Court shut down. And it's like, they just said, no, you're not going to get it. No, like they didn't care. Like, no, you're not going to get it. And it just, like, I, I, I don't get, I, I, I'll never understand the thrill mm-hmm. that people get in harming other people in ways like that. So So we have the money to do it but we choose not to do it. And, and I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why.
2: Well, because we're capitalists. So yes. it's, it's it, it, definitely it. just that capitalism wins. You know, I mean, we, we feed, we keep people sick. We, we make sure that they have to keep working until they're 70. Oh, um, awful. We are not protective or not. We in general, but the United States and its leaders, the majority of them, the Republicans, do not have our best interest in mind and that's the problem when it comes to voting that's yep. the problem when it comes to you, you know my my best my vested interest doesn't align with how it's going to impact you like i'm I voting do. for this person because he's going to help my business but I selfishly because capitalism right i'll make more money and you know in turn instead of saying wow if i vote for this i could cause harm to Marginalized community,
1: right? Right. No one says that. No one says that. You no know one says that. We, we we code it. It's just I really hate that. Um, we've been deep. We're supposed yeah. to say shout out, but we went deep on some of this stuff.
2: Well, I think we have to because there's yes, I definitely think we have to. I mean, I don't. It to me, having these conversations, they're tough because from from my perspective, right. I want to, and, and you and I've had this conversation, I say this because our, our podcast is voice memos and it's based on the fact that Myron and I send each other voice memos all day long, you know, throughout the week. Um, and so I, I always say, hey, we talked about this, is how do I become an ally? You know, learning to be an ally, saying the wrong thing i I, I try to be as supportive and use my privilege and a platform as often as possible and i know there's more that i could do so sometimes it's uncomfortable because i don't know what to say right so i have to think this isn't about me of course i I, and i'm not even indicating that or trying to communicate that what i'm saying is that because my privilege and being white uh, which i I don't know how I'd stop identifying as that, but, you know, aside from that, but how, how do I use my white privilege as something I'm learning how to do, seeing harm, fixing harm, making sure I don't cause harm. Those are the types of things, sharing information, keeping people educated, having this podcast here, having those discussions. And there are times where somebody says something and they say it and I just, I'm I'm blank, right? Sometimes I have to say to myself, do I offer, do you want my opinion or do you want me to distract you from what you're telling me? Like, is there, am I to engage in this conversation? Are you looking for my perspective? So sometimes, honestly, I, I, there are times that I find myself in that situation. It's not often, but there are times that I don't have a response and I'm not sure I'm supposed to, um, but I, I, I do struggle with that sometimes.
1: I, yeah, I, that, that makes sense, because there's, there's a, I don't know, there, there's, a, there's a time to speak and the time to listen. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a skill and a wisdom that comes when, with knowing when to do it. Like, you know, I had to, like, I told you, this, I had to a little adventure in Jamba Juice. So I go into Jamba Juice, and it was on, I think it was, like, the day before Father's Day. And you know, Jamaduce has a little has a little sign, Jamba Juice has a little sign up at the little counter where you're waiting and it says employee of the month. And there wasn't a name there. So I had time to blow. And I like to talk to the young people working in these little stores. And I go, Hey, who's the employee of the month? And the lady, the young lady helping me goes, we don't know. And then all the other workers go, they just sort of shrug and I go, well, What happened? And they go, Well, they they haven't told us. And you know how young workers are. They just, you know, they'll tell you the truth. You just ask them some questions. And I was like, well, why not? They go, well, you know, really, no one's really said anything. I was like, let me, let me have the store manager's number.
2: <laughs> oh, love it. When he says that, folks, it's me mine.
1: <laughs> so they have the business card for the store manager and the district manager. So yes. guess here's how I think, because my daughter's best friend worked in the Jamba Juice. And one time she was doing you know, great work and she asked for a raise. Instead of giving her a raise, they gave her a little recognition. They called her a, a uh smoothie influencer. <laughs> I that <laughs> was so bad. I was like, you go back in there and tell them, keep your title, give me the money, right? <laughs> Fucking so I was already like Jamaica's already on my radar. So she eventually left Jamba So let's leave it at that. So I get the little, I get the information. And then the next day, which was Father's Day, I send them a text and email. And the gist of it was like the, the regional person and the district person, or the store manager and the district manager, something like. I was like, "Look, hey, I'm a customer. I was in your store. I noticed you didn't have a employee of the month. And when I asked employees, nobody knew why. And then you know, in all my years of working in corporate America, you know, I said to them, you know, you want your employees to support these corporate programs, and you have all these young employees working for you." And it is now the 17th of the month. And when I asked them, they were all embarrassed to say they didn't know why or anything. And here you are, you're their, you're their leaders, right? You want them to like be gung-ho about the company, to do everything they need to do. You know, those crazy retail shifts, you know, how you do things. And here it is, Father's Day. And I know you guys are celebrating Father's Day and your employees are at John Juice working. They're there right now. And as much as you want them to do that, all they expect from you is you follow the corporate line and, and nominate or name an employee of the month. But if you don't even do that bare minimum, why are you even in management? That costs you nothing. If it was the seventh or 10th of the month, you go, well, you had some meetings, you got sick, you got tied up, you had too many names, you didn't know what to do. Okay, right? Shit happens. The 17th of the month, that is a dereliction of duty. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be in management. Right. So and look, I, I ripped into him, but it was very polite, but I ripped into him because you know, I love that. So I go back into Jama Juice about a week later and I look at the little sign and Bailey was employing them up. And it was a couple of people in there from when I was there before. I was like, hey Bailey, congratulations. And then she was making a the juice. So she waved and said, thank you, thank you. And then the Little guy, I think he was like the ship manager. He said, he said, you you called and wrote our managers. And I was like, yeah, he said, I know because as soon as they got that, they called me and said, Please tell Bailey she's
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God.
1: And sorry, so you know what's extra funny about it? Neither one of those those bosses responded to me. And I sent them a text and an email, right? <laughs> so but once I found out that Bailey got it, I emailed him again and said, Hey. I just want to tell you on behalf of Bailey, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing your job. And you know what? Now, now that you've done it, and you see how I'm happy your employees are, let's make a concerted effort to do it on time every month.
0: <laughs> <God> <laughs> damn!
1: Like, I'm a local customer. I'm going to be in there. To, you know, around, around. You know, sometime every month, I'm going to see that done every time.
2: You said today, I got time. <laughs>
1: You know what? It, it, started, it was like you were just saying, like when to be an ally and to speak up. That was my moment to speak up for those young people.
2: Yes, that's so good because you know you you're good at those little questions, getting people to speak. You see something, you're observant, and you question it, and then it gets to thinking because you've been in leader. We've been, I'm in leadership, you have been in leadership. You know the importance of of following through on something so that you have a, so that the team knows that they are valued and appreciated and their work does not go unnoticed. And when we see that, or you saw that in this situation, I probably wouldn't have noticed the the employee of the month, but you see that and you acted on it because it is so valuable that they are, they, they are creating those young minds thinking that manage, that's how management will be their entire lives.
1: Right, that's exactly, that's exactly, it. and you know what, they're at, that, they're at those ages, you know, they were all, you know, like 17 to 20, they're very young. And, you know, sometimes they're at that age, some, not everybody are afraid to speak out and speak back, right? And they may not know the, the steps to take for something like that and just think it's the norm. And, you know, and then from the, those managers point of view, the store and the district manager, you know what? That's just lazy. Like they can have a million excuses, but really if you're not taking care of your people, you're just studying reports and you know, what, the, what the store is selling and how they're upselling, you know, bagels or whatever the hell they are selling there or pushing the new drink, you know, then, but you're not talking to your people. You had 17 days to, to put someone's name. It didn't cost them anything. Like it's literally like, right. And you, if you don't do it, you're so involved in your reports and numbers and talking to your peers and your bosses. You've forgotten the whole purpose of why you're a leader. Right. Yes. So yeah. And So I felt really good first. First, I thought it was like, Oh no, not you again. Like me. So you knew I was going to do something, but I showed her that letter and then we went back in there and good old Bailey. I was like, yeah, Bailey, you doing it. You are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: You know, last week you said we were talking, um, there's things that something like this, you're really good at, right? So you notice those little things and, and you act on them. And I, I, I think how you tied that into there's a time and a place and I'm, I, I'm pretty intuitive and in when, how, and sh- how, and when I should say something and, and just, you just use my voice. And so last week we were talking about, you know, our TV shows that we always watch and uh, you, in this situation is the opposite of how you were observant of the employee of the month. You were explaining a TV show last week and said, I don't know what the name of it is, but it is about, it's like a hijacked plane and it has Idris Elba in it. And um, the show was called hijack. <laughs> So <laughs> I was thinking I was dying. I am telling you? But I will tell you, you are not wrong about that show. It is spectacular.
1: Did you watch today's uh, episode?
2: Today's was it yesterday's?
1: Or, or yesterday? Yeah. Are you co- yes. so you're caught up?
2: Ooh, child. Yes.
1: It is so good. It's so good.
0: I, so I don't know how many
1: episodes. Like how many episodes is going to be? Eight, ten, Seven. or something like that. Seven. Seven. Uh, so today was episode four, yep. yesterday, episode, episode three to go. Woo! It's very good. I Look, I, I am enjoying that, and he's an executive producer on that, and it's interesting to see how, you know, he does his role in there, because, you know, he's not in every scene. Like, it's, he's there. I mean, like, obviously, he's the main character, but it's really well done. I'm really enjoying that
2: i i am i'm loving it i'm pissed that you know of course if i want to binge something apple tv you know i pay you like i i give you money for streaming you could just give me all the shows that want. they're already made like you're not making right you know, made. that's a
1: very good point
2: like fuck man it's not like <laughs> live tv and you have to do something every week Motherfucker. I so i love it uh, hijack splendid um also, I started.
1: I started watching uh, Platonic. It's really good, like you said.
2: So funny, Platonic. It's so yes, funny. yes, funny. Rose Byrne is really funny. I I think she's underrated. Funny.
1: I, I would I would agree with that. She is. Yeah, and you know, she she sort of has like an Australian accent. Like, is she Australian?
2: Yeah, she's Australian. She sort of has one. She is Australian. I had no
1: idea that Rose Byrne was Australian.
2: You remember that one episode where she said she called somebody something and she said it's, 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 that's what it means in Australian. And a girl came around the corner and said, no, it doesn't. And the girl was from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate when people do that and they try to tell you a line in the movie and they don't get it right. But fucking hey man, It is. It's really funny. And then did you watch, did you start watching the bear?
1: I have not started. I have a mental hurdle on the bear. Like I got to know. I, it, the title is stupid it makes me not want to watch it so i, I can't oh. get past that oh <laughs> i have a different name like it's the bear like what the fuck I, just give me something because
2: different. it's the name of the restaurant
1: uh, <laughs> like if you if you could rename it like what would you rename this show the Bears oh, Guy.
2: yes chef or something like
1: that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna try I, okay, I'm gonna try to watch because I, I, I am I'm almost I'm almost um done with platonic, so I'll switch to the bear after that.
2: Okay, good. You'll I you're not gonna go you can't go wrong, right? You can't literally can't go wrong. So I took your recommendation of hijack, plus you know, Idris isn't hard on the eyes to look at, yes. right? So yes. um, he's really good in it. You're on the edge of your seat the entire time. So highly, highly recommend that. Um and I'm just watching a couple of the Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, and then uh, what? what is the other? Oh, shoot. Oh, Miami. Shoot. Miami was supposed to start tonight. Oh, okay. uh, but they've been fooling people with the two season premiere. But apparently it was the last season. So the two episodes from last season. So they've just been dicking people around all day.
1: Okay, faking and fine. Okay, so yeah. just for our audience, Hijack is on Apple, Platonic is on Apple, and The Bear is on Hulu. Yeah,
2: well, yep. And they have all episodes, so there's two seasons of The Bear. All episodes are out, so you can binge them. They're about 29 minutes. There's one episode in season two that's a little longer, which needed to be longer because it is Jamie Lee okay. Curtis, is oh, Chef's Kiss. Um, she's really good in it, but yes, but their average between 29 and maybe 32 minutes
1: okay okay then soon as i finish platonic which should be this week um in the next couple of days I'll, I'll switch to the bear
2: i love it what else are you watching
1: um so there is a really good new cartoon on netflix called nimona n-i-m-o-n-a okay. and i think your nephews would love it but it's really well done and so it's it's based on it's like this Medieval kind of plays, but they're also futuristic because they have like lasers and stuff. And it, and it's the mythology that they have about why they're there and how they built their society and everything is questioned by um, Nymona and one of these knights. And then you just get this little adventure, but it's very well done. It's like it's like up to Disney standards, even though it's not a Disney movie. So it's uh-huh. really a So, so Nimona, and then. There's a movie, on a new movie on Netflix called Run, Rabbit, Run.
2: Oh.
1: It is a freaky freak show. So this lady, this single mother, her daughter starts to act really weird. And the mother starts tries to figure out, like, what's wrong with the daughter? And I really can't say more than that. And the, and the daughter is maybe seven or so. And it is fun. like it's it's scary, but it's also just it's still sort of, it's like a drama thriller. I think it is. But it's really good. It's it's called Run Rabbit Run. It's on Netflix. It's a new movie on Netflix.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then I went to. Oh, I know. Um, Silo. This, the season finale is out in Silo. So all 10 episodes are there. It's very good. And they solve some of the mysteries and it's already been renewed for season two and three. And that's a, and that's an apple. It's really good. Where it stars Rebecca Ferguson and Tim Robbins and a couple other people, but it's very good. Um, And then I saw a couple movies. I saw, I saw the new Indiana Jones movie. And it's pretty good. And Harrison, a, Park, okay? Harrison Ford. Is Harrison Ford right? He's cranky. He has a couple of jokes here and there, and he's doing you know all the big crazy you know um chases. They got horses, planes, motorbikes, trains. They got it all. Like all kind of stuff is happening, and it's I think it's better than the last two or three Indiana Jones movies. What? Like it's like if this is his last one, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. So I recommend that. And then I rented a movie that's a um That's on trying. That if you like bad movies, <laughs> oh lordy, it's called it's called the Black Demon. Now I would ask you, what do you think this Black Demon is? Um, I'm not giving away for you to guess because you won't get it. It's a shark. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> Didn't even give me a chance to guess.
1: <laughs> you would never guess. It's a shark. Like. Like shark movies have gone woke. Like, is that a great white shark? It's the black demon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's so bad.
1: It's so oh, bad. So, I am so mad I rented that for $5.99. I am so mad. It is so, it is beyond bad. And I think there's one really great scene where you get to see really how big this shark is. It's like it's bigger than an airplane, it's so big. And you see that, and then you see, you know, they say a couple of things, and it's only about 35 seconds of the movie, and it's probably towards like the last quarter of the movie. All the special effects were for that one scene, and then the rest is just garbage. It's terrible. So I saw it, so it's out there, so on Amazon Prime, if you like bad shark movies, because we are in shark week right now, I understand, and that movie is there, but it's terrible.
2: Wow, okay, so that's, we are in Shark Week, is that already happening?
1: Yeah, wow. I, I saw a commercial for Shark Week today. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sir, we have, we have went really far, long today.
1: Oh, we, oh, you know what, um, an hour, hour, two minutes. That's two way months. past our limit. <laughs> We've I'm given sick a I'm of you. So <laughs>
2: We've
1: given the audience what they want. <laughs> be, be, be ranting about shit in America, man. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we will catch us on all our social media and um, look at the show notes for movie and TV recommendations. Uh, rate us, leave a review, and share our podcast with your friends and associates and people you love and hate. <laughs>
2: just as long as they love us and leave us a good (laughs) review
1: that's exactly right hey it was great talking catch it up with you jen okay bye peace out bye
0: love this podcast be sure to like subscribe and leave a review visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.